It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura and I are excited to get into two months of equipping uh, one another for how to really get a good handle on your Bible study time, how you dig in the word, how you prepare yourself for Um, really growing uh, in your skills and in your knowledge about the word of God. And so if this is your first time listening to our podcast, I strongly, strongly encourage you to go back. It's one podcast away. It's from last week, episode 92. We spent the entire episode teaching you about the reads study tool that we are using for the next two months. Reads is an acronym. Don't Google it because this is something that Uh, My father came up with, so it's not out there on the web. R is for read, E is for examine, A is for application, D is for dialogue, and S is for seeing in the spirit. So uh, what Laura and I are doing is we told you ahead of time that we were going to be looking at Luke 5, 1 to 11 today. We did this in our quiet times. uh, So we are actually just teaching straight out of our journals. It's kind of different for us on the format here for our podcast. So I have no idea what Laura is going to, what you're going to share about (laughs) your um, application and what your takeaway, your rhema word that God has for you. And you have no idea what I'm about to say. So that's right. That is going to make this pretty exciting. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to split up reading the scripture as we, uh, as we pull open our Bible and pull open our journals and uh, encourage our listeners to do the same. So we're both reading from Luke 5, 1 to 11 in the NIV. It goes like this. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him, listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let the nets down for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Starting in verse six, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Wow. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, as were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore. They left everything and followed him. I love it. So that's read. So that's the reads. R is just read. Read. We might read it in different translations, and that's probably what you and I did. But we read it out loud. So then we go to examine. And again, all we're doing, we're not trying to teach you the scripture. We're just sharing our from our quiet time. There's a lot that's in here. But when we both pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead this dance, right? As we read it, we were both drawn to a particular aspect 
and I can't wait to hear what yours is, Mm -hmm. but a particular aspect of the scripture, we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to share right now what I was drawn to in the examine part where you take a look at key phrase. And and I got to tell you, Laura, I read a phrase and then my mind went somewhere else. Um, If you go back into the beginning of the passage, it says he, in verse three, he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon. And he asked him to put it out a little bit from shore. Now, as I read that, I've read this before many times. I was really drawn to the fact that he stepped into the boat. Mm. Now, here's where my mind went, Laura. We spent 23 years boating on the Chesapeake. So there is this boating etiquette that you do not step on somebody's boat unless you say permission to come aboard. Yes. I'm sure (laughs) that they didn't have that etiquette thing going on back in Bible times. But that's exactly where my mind went. Mm. The Holy Spirit was directing me. He stepped into their boat. Mm. Like that's a personal space, Mm. you know, and in my life with the boat there, there was somebody that just stepped on our boat that I didn't know who they were. And I was like, this is a little (laughs) uncomfortable. Like, what are you doing in my space? You always ask for permission. So anyhow, this is where God was drawing my attention was about this boat. The other thing that caught my eye was when he got onto the boat, he asked a really big request. What was more of a command? Mm. Go back out, go back out into the deep water, but they were cleaning their nets. I mean, mm. the timing could not have been worse. They had just mm. fished all night, caught nothing. Their, their nets were big. They were heavy. They were kind of mm. like, they were, had probably had like other things other than fish caught mm. in the nets. They were cleaning them. They just were finishing. And this is when Jesus says, not only am I stepping in your space, but I want you to go back out. Mm. And I started thinking, you know, that was not a really convenient time for Jesus to step into their space. They're probably discouraged from the whole night and then ask a really big request that made no sense. It really made no sense. Right. And and then Simon had a choice to make. Simon had a choice to make. So those, that's where I started. That's where I started with what was pulling. So what was God doing to you? I love it. Well, the first thing I was, I really was thinking as I was examining this passage is thinking about it in the, the uh, historical context. Like this was a very hard time in history for the Jewish people. It was a very hard time for Peter himself as a Jewish fisherman. You know, we, if you've watched the chosen or you've just studied the Bible or you've heard stories before, like the taxes were high, uh, fish, anything you could do for business to try to get some money. This was a very, very difficult time. And for a fisherman to go out and spend all night fishing and then come back knowing that they needed this money to pay their taxes, they needed this money to, to eat. When you come back from a night like that, I think of how disappointing that must have been. And so as I'm reading this, Deb, I'm picturing um, the boat in a historical context at that moment being a very disappointing place mm. because it should have been the place that brought Peter fulfillment. It should have been the place that brought Peter provision. And instead it was empty. It was disappointing. It was in a hard time. And I don't want to jump ahead, but just relating this to us, right? I think that sometimes we have empty, disappointing places we thought would be provided for, whatever it looks like. That's what Peter is doing. And so while he's in this very disappointing boat, we see in the story that he gets out, right? He gets out of the boat. And when he gets out, it's to clean his nets. 
Now he's cleaning the nets that did not catch any fish all night long. So that's also a disappointing place. Can you imagine? Like, it's one thing. I can only imagine how hard it was to clean the nets. And then to think, I'm cleaning these nets. They didn't catch me any fish. I'm just picturing this being a very disappointing moment, a very disappointing season. And then I saw what what you were talking about with with Jesus getting into the boat. And I'm kind of picturing it, too. Now, we were boaters, too. But literally, secret, we really never left the dock. I know. (laughs) So I don't know if that really means we were boaters. We just had a boat that we slept on. So (laughs) sometimes people did get on our boat, but they were only the people that we knew. But I thought about the fact that Jesus just gets into the boat. And how many times do we read in the Bible where somebody's calling out to Jesus, come here, my child's sick, or come here and do this, or come here and please heal me. There was no um, pursuing Jesus to get into the boat in this story, Uh -uh. right? Jesus got into the boat on his own. And then Deb, he sat down, right? Mm. When you sit someplace, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. This is not like people who get on the boat by accident or like, Hey, I just came in to see what your boat looks like. This is like, I have an intention in staying in this boat. And for Peter, this boat was a very disappointing place. Right? So Jesus gets into his disappointing place. He's not asked to get into the disappointing place. And again, I think this is a word for some of us who are experiencing disappointment in life right now. Peter doesn't go out and say, I've got a disappointing place. Jesus, please come in. Jesus says, I see you have a disappointing place. I'm coming in and I'm going to sit down. And so that's really the, the context for me. Um, mm-hmm. I see Jesus entering Peter's brokenness. Mm -hmm. Um, unpursued and then sitting down Mm. in order to stay and teach, which means there's going to be a whole lot of words going out of that boat um, that are going to speak life into a very disappointing place. Mm. Going back to my side, right back in my journal, I I see this again. So I'm going to just share my scene in the spirit right now because it makes sense um, because we're not legalistic about this. Uh, If you ever played that like hop skip, but you're jumping from one stone to the next stone to the next Mm -hmm, stone. mm -hmm. That's what I saw. Right. I saw Peter stepping these stones, a hop scone, Mm -hmm. you know, type of type of uh, picture. Jesus was calling him from one stone to the next stone Mm. to the next stone. And, and here, if you look in context, which is part of examine in the chapter before Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law and and Peter's watching, Mm. right? So there's a certain, he's into my family's home and he heals my mother-in-law, but then we go into Jesus gets into his boat, which Mm. I already shared about that's a next level of intimacy. Then Jesus gets literally into his business, Mm. which at that moment was floundering, right? Mm. Was not doing well. It was his area of expertise and he was struggling in his area of expertise, which we all know happens, right? You have days that don't go so well in the area that you're strong in, but Jesus speaks to him a challenging word in the place of his expertise at an inconvenient time, And on that stepping stone, Peter had a decision. Do I jump to the next stepping stone by being obedient, going out into the deep and putting my nets down again? And he says, yes. And now that huge catch of fish comes in, right? That overwhelms their boat. And at that point, Peter is now firsthand experiencing a miracle in his area of weakness, in his area of strength. 
Jesus is doing something above and beyond, right? What he could ask yes, or imagine yes, yes. on right. that stone. Yes. And then the next stone, Jesus says, I want you to leave your nets, leave your area of expertise and, and leave it behind, leave that stone and step to the next stone where you're going to fish for men. Amen. And so Amen. for me, this is this stepping stone. This is part of that examine. And I could start to see the direction where God was taking me, uh, which is going to be my application and dialogue. Amen. I just love that. I love it so much. All right. So let's start talking about some application here. Um, one of the things that I also saw, didn't mention it earlier, was uh, as Jesus is walking along the lake, um, he's talking to a lot of people, Deb, right? He's teaching. There's crowds following him. And there's one man in a disappointing place um, on the side of the river washing a net or the side of a lake washing a net. And um, one of my applications from that is uh, it, it's and I'm just going to be real, right? We are actually recording this on Valentine's Day. It is February 14th right now. Mm -hmm. And um, we are recording this. And when I was uh, really studying this out, I felt like God was speaking about relationships to me as I was reading this passage, relationships that aren't panning out the way I thought they would be broken relationships, things that are needing some restoration. And so when I see it's Valentine's Day, I'm thinking about relationships and I'm reading this story and I'm seeing that Jesus is surrounded by all these people, but he sees one person, one man on the side of the river who has a disappointing place, a disappointing boat, and he reaches out and he sees the one and he leaves the crowd in order to get the one, just like the sheep story. I think there's a lot of validity to us for application today on a day, and I know we're going to hear this in March, but on a day when we are thinking about relationships and thinking about being part of something uh, bigger than ourselves. So many times we feel left out, like our relationships are broken. Everybody else's relationships seem to be fine. We're in a place where we're waiting for restoration in our relationship and, and this person was just restored, whatever it looks like. One of the applications points for me was, especially in the places where my relationships need a touch from Jesus, he sees me cleaning up my nets and cleaning up the nets, right, is what Peter could do. It's the only thing he could do in this broken place. He didn't have fish to sell. He didn't have fish to to bring out of the boat. All he had to do was clean up the nets. And I think sometimes we find ourselves like, oh, I'm just, I'm just standing by the boat, empty boat, cleaning up the nets. I got nothing to give here. And Jesus sees us. I think that was really key for me. Sometimes in relationships, we just want to be seen. And then the second application I got for me back to the boat was, in my hard space, in the places in my life and relationships that are broken or in a place of disappointment and dysfunction in my life, Jesus is already pursuing me in that place and he comes into my disappointing place. He comes into my disappointing relationship and he starts speaking life. He starts teaching. And we know, right, from when we teach the Bible, Deb, that when the Logos starts teaching, right, there's transformation that happens. We just talked about it in uh, episode 92, which I think we're going to be saying that a lot. But just like you said, when Jesus comes into our disappointing place, our dysfunctional relationship, a place in our life that isn't working and is broken, we get to choose if we're going to stay in the boat or we're going to get out of the boat. Because if we stay in the boat with Jesus, the one who does not disappoint us will come into our place of disappointment and he will take us to what he's creating us to be next. 
But if we choose to get out of the boat, right, Jesus is still speaking life into that disappointed place. All because we make a decision to get out of the boat, it doesn't mean that Jesus is not going to continue to speak life in that place. If Peter had gotten out of the boat at that moment, Jesus was going to still sit in that boat and teach those people, right? Jesus is speaking life into our disappointed places. We just get to decide if we are going to stay in the boat with the one who never disappoints or we're going to get out of the boat and be disappointed as we continue on our own journey. So this is where it gets fun, Laura, for you and I doing a new thing, because I can just, I'm watching you share this and I'm like, she is in her teacher mode application. (laughs) I'm going to share with you what I need to remember when we do application. It's one or two sentences targeted key. What do I need to remember? So let's, let's walk through this, right? I'm going to share mine and I'm going to give you time to be able to set because you have many words, many words. I want you to be able to narrow it down to what do I need to remember? So for me, I need to remember that he calls me to greater intimacy, but I need to choose to follow him. It's fewer fewer words. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I'm going to tell you, I have... Two, I have two sentences here because I do know application is supposed to be just two sentences. I expounded on it as I was getting excited. But my two <laughs> sentences are, number one, I need uh, to remember that Jesus is always speaking life into my broken space before I see the results. Awesome. That's number one. Number two, I need to remember that in my heart space of disappointment and dysfunction, Jesus comes in and speaks life. I get to choose whether I will do what he says. <laughs> so those two things broadened is what I shared originally, but those are my two things. Those are the two things I need to remember. He's but it's always an, speaking. It's an object lesson because you heard such a powerful application and it got you excited. Right. And you, it's hard to stop talking about it. Because exactly. it's real, because it's right. the Rama word, right? It's right. bringing life right. into something. And now you're like, where can I go teach this? Because this <laughs> is so good. So that's great. Those are great takeaways. And you could see how you could keep journaling, following that, you know, one or two sentence application. This is what we're talking about. This is the uh, adding some meat, you know, to your study time. So let's try this. Now we're going to get into dialogue, right? This is where you ask the Lord. What do you want to say specifically to me about that application? Right. And I'm just, I'm actually going to just read to you from my journal. I'm just not going to try to teach it. I'm just going to read it um, because remember I'm talking about these stepping stones, right? I kind of shared my visual, my see in the spirit already. If it levels of intimacy with Peter getting closer and closer, leaving his expertise of fishing the way he used to do it to follow Jesus intimately into a new level of, of fishing. This is the direction the Lord took me. So I asked the father, what do you want to speak to me specifically about this passage? He said, Debbie, your life has followed this progression of intimacy. You've watched me move in the lives of many others. And then I stepped into your boat. I stepped into your area of competency, which was teaching. I challenge you to go deeper in your studies. I challenge you to increase your transparent sharing. Remember how scary that was. Mm-hmm. Try some creative ideas in your teaching. And, and I wrote in the removing of your face and your hair extensions in front of women of all ages. And if you're like, oh, wow, that sounds interesting. He did. I mean, talking about identity, <laughs> I, I took all my makeup off. Yep. I had some hair extensions at a time, took that off. 
And, and he asked me to do that kind of on the fly. And I was like, are you kidding? It's a new way of teaching, mm -hmm. but it was effective. I just didn't, well, it certainly wasn't comfortable and it was not convenient. Trust me. Mm. I know that that made no sense to you at the time, but you did it. And I've moved powerfully in your life and in the lives of others when you have been in positions where you felt way over your head. It forced you to go back and study further. Your nets needed to be strengthened. Remember like when their nets were breaking because they were in over their yes. head. He's like, yep. he has allowed me to get in some circumstances where uh, things came up in counseling or teaching that I had no idea what I was doing. And it forced me to go back and strengthen my nets, right? For teaching. I've called you to teach. So when the disciples dropped their nets and followed me, they actually did not stop fishing. I just reframed what their fishing would look like. And this was really intriguing to me. Debbie, I've called you to teach. As you surrender to me, as you step out in obedience, I will be calling you to teach in a new way. So don't fight it be all in, drop the old way of teaching and step into the new. You will know when it's time, when I call you. So continue doing what you're doing right now, but keep listening because a new kind of teaching is coming. And you may say, so what kind of teaching is that? I have no idea. <laughs> you don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know because he's told me just keep doing what you're doing, but be aware that it's going to shift again. Teaching yeah. style is going to shift again. Yeah. And that goes right into the, the scene in the spirit, like the one stepping stone at a time. And I feel like there's in order for me, Laura, to really step from one level of intimacy to the next, I had to leave a stone. I had to leave a way I was doing it before and, and branch into something new. And I don't know what the next stone looks like, Yep. but he does, yep. he does. And so I need to make a choice at each stone when he's calling me to something new or to be obedient in the inconvenient time or the inconvenient way, will I say yes? Yep. And so that's where I am. That's where I am right now. I'm saying yes to uh, continuing to do what I'm doing until he calls me to change the way I'm teaching. And I have no idea what that means, <laughs> but I am excited. I'm that's excited awesome. because every time he's called me deeper, it's been better. That's right. That's right. It always is. It always is. Well, when I was, um, when I was asking the Lord what he wanted to say to this, I felt it was, um, Laura, I want you to know that in your disappointed places, I'm already there. And I believe, and I know he was speaking specifically about um, relationships and the struggles that have been going on in my life with particular relationships. Um, the first time you left the boat was just so you could do it again tomorrow. But the second time you're leaving the boat is because it's going to be transformed into something new. Mm. I'm already there speaking life and pursuing your broken places where you feel defeated. And I took that, Deb, as such an encouragement. And honestly, uh, maybe it's not, maybe encouragement isn't the right word there. Confirmation is the right word there. All these things that I felt the Lord was speaking to me through this disappointing boat um, were just confirmations of things that he has spoken to me in the past about relationships. Um, and I know that was his word to me, and I know this is all about mm -hmm. us personally, and I'm grateful, but I really do believe, and I know you said all these things can become Bible studies, right? They end up becoming Bible studies, but there is something about uh, broken relationships, disappointing relationships, and I know so many people experience that right oh, now, yeah. um, that he, he 
pursues us and he's already pursuing those relationships when we don't see it and we're living in that moment of disappointment. So, um, yeah, I am so grateful. This is a word of um, restoration for me and I'm very, very grateful. Mm, this is exciting. I love this. Now it makes me so excited. Next month, next week, the verse that we're going to be looking at again, just as a reminder is John 11, 17 to 44. That's John 11, 17 to 44. At this point, Lazarus has died and Jesus is on his way to comfort Mary and Martha. And as we of course know, ultimately to resurrect Lazarus from the dead. So that's your passage. That's your assignment. Uh, both of us will be focusing on this scripture and then sharing from our journals in a week. So you shared your seeing the spirit at the beginning. I did. I, oh, I didn't share that yet. So yes. here's the interesting thing. Um, and I could have just attached this to the dialogue. Um, so I asked the Lord to, to show me a, a picture and I saw, I don't know if it was a lake or an ocean, had, had waves and I'd been to the Sea of Galilee. I just can't remember, but it was a, a sunset going down and uh, sand and water is what I saw. And from once side of my uh visual field i guess at the same time on each side um an individual came i couldn't tell who it was or, or whatnot but they kind of came to the middle of my visual field they held hands and they started walking toward the water hmm. and so i was like all right so i started writing this down and i asked the lord you know what what does this mean and clearly i mean holding hands walking toward the water when you're thinking about disappointing relationships it was this picture of um, two people coming back together again, right? Some unity coming from different sides, meeting in the middle of the visual field in order to head back to the water. But what I noticed was actually just this morning when I was still thinking about this, this image was the fact that there was no more boat in the picture. These people weren't walking together to get into a boat. They weren't walking together past the boat. Like there was no boat in my visual field at all. And as I really went through this passage, the boat was the disappointing place. The boat was the disappointing uh, mm. picture, right? And in the, the end, what God showed me in the end was that the disappointment was gone, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus That's had awesome. gotten into the boat, spoken truth in this, in this disappointing place. The boat was no longer there and there was unity mm. moving forward. And so that just really spoke to my heart when, wow. when I realized, honestly, this morning I was getting my coffee or something. I was like, oh, there was no boat in the picture, you know? And I was like, I get it, God, which is kind of like what we talked about in uh, 92 was uh, in episode 92, because it was it's a continuation thing. This isn't like when you put your pen down and close the journal, it's done, right? He still speaks to you. God will continue to speak about a specific thing. And so I just love... Um, that visual. I don't think I will ever lose it. So we're going to wrap up right now. Deb just shared the passage for um, next week, John 11, 17 to 44. I do hope that you are enjoying this uh, journey through the gospels with Jesus and us as we go through um, these reads exercises. If God uh, put something on your heart that you would like to share with us, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at uh, beyondwomensconference at gmail.com, or you can post it on our Facebook page or send it to us and we can post it for you. However, that works. We are thankful you're on this journey with us. Can't wait to hear what God has to say to you in John 11 and in Luke 5. Uh, take care. Thanks for being a part. And we will see you next week for more of this good stuff. God bless you guys. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.